Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin' the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is Ramin Forgani, the producer and moderator of the podcast. Ramin, it's been a while, but how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Well, I mean, as well as I can be given the dog's unfortunate situation. Um, We missed you last week, Kyle, but we are back on the podcast this week discuss some GHSA basketball and I know we have a pretty full slate of things to get to but before we do that first let's thank our sponsors Sportal Space. Yes we'd like to thank our Spielin' and Dealin' podcast sponsor Sportal Space. Sportal Space helps teams find gyms and fields for practice or training and makes booking a gym as easy as finding a restaurant on Open Table or a hotel on Expedia. Check out Sportal Space. Every practice Every game. And now on to this week's podcast. Kyle, let's jump right into it. Without much ado, we've missed a lot of action. Um, We missed the second half of tournament action. I think that's a bit too far behind us now. Schools have started back. Region play has continued. So I don't think we're going to jump all the way back to tournament action. Let's go right into our rankings. We are in week eight. Of course, Sunday and Monday, boys and girls, respectively. And I'll jump right into a hotbed of discussion, Class 2A. Class 2A, Ramin, Class 2A. It was a, it was a wild week. It was a wild week, my friend. We saw a lot of teams drop. South Atlanta was upset by Farrell, who is back up in the top 10 now, sitting at number 10. Farrell is a, a team that's really interesting. They got uh, a lot of sophomores and freshmen DeAndre Brown, I believe his name, is a a really potent uh, scoring guard who's only a sophomore. They got Robbie Armbrester inside who's about 6'4", 6'5", Fortson inside. So they have some interesting pieces. But the one thing about Farrell is are they going to be able to keep all these guys there? We saw Anthony Edwards start his career there, and now he's at Holy Spirit Prep, and he's a five-star recruit. Uh, how how interesting would it be if uh, he didn't jump ship in the middle of last season and stayed at Thurl? Uh, so that's a team that has that uh, that firepower in Region 6, 2A that can compete with South Atlanta. South Atlanta is not South Atlanta of, of years past, but they're still a really good team with Jalen Stiegel and Dondre Barnes and a couple other uh, nice role players. But uh, Thurl clipped in that first game, so it's going to be interesting to see them in the second game. Uh, Banks County, Banks County really fell on hard times this past week. They had some some really tough losses. Lost to Elbert County, Don Hurlbert, longtime Etowah coach over here in Cherokee County. Uh, second year there on the job. I think it's his second year there over in Elbert County. Uh, he's got Elbert at number six. They've won, what, 13, 14 straight games over there. They are, you know, red hot, red, red hot. Uh, the Blue Devils. So they're making some noise over there in that uh, that that Region Eight, which gets real tricky now. With Banks County kind of sliding down, and then Banks County a, a really bad loss. North Hall, forty-four to thirty-eight. That's you know that's 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 not good. I know Banks County. They got back in the uh, the win column last night. They beat Rabin County, who is <laughs> let's kind of glaze over the fact that I said Rabin County would be a sleeper team this year. Last I saw, they're about. 1 and 12 or something like that so definitely not too good uh they had a long uh run in the football playoffs and that kind of stymied everything but still uh they've been very bad this year the raven county boys so i apologize for that and then elsewhere in two way 
I guess uh, the biggest rise would be uh, Washington County. They were number 10. They'd be doubling 73-72. So I'm like, okay, Waco. Uh, they're they're handling their business, so we shoot them up all the way to number three, and uh, we see how I got rewarded for that. Uh, they lose to Dodge County 65-59 last night. Nick Cummings hit him up for 30 points, so a, a really bad loss, and it's just one of those things where you, you, you rank these teams like, okay, I feel decent, it's a good win, and then the, the, that target's on their back, and it just – it just falls apart, and they, you know, they fold really quick. So they they couldn't even last one game with that sparkling new number three ranking in the state on their back, and they they could not hold up. So uh, it was a really topsy turvy week in uh, Class Two A, and just by Tuesday's results, especially Waco, really starting it off. Uh, I think it's going to be another crazy week. You know, we were supposed to get to this topic later in the podcast, Kyle, but I just can't help looking at Class 2A Thorell. You talked about the number 10. They have a 9-7 and seven record. Everybody else in 2A, Glen Hills undefeated. The rest of the 8s in between 1 and 10 have 2 or 3 losses, and Thorell is sitting there with 7. How can you justify that? All right, so we're going to be screaming from the rooftops a little bit because uh, as the season gets on, a lot more people say, oh, I want to be ranked here, I want to be ranked there. So before I get into my public service announcement, uh, specifically for Therrell, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, they, they don't have the greatest record at 9-7 like you mentioned, but they beat South Atlanta 71-67, to and out of their seven losses, only one came to a Class 2A team. I wrote about this in the, in the rankings if you want to read it online. Uh, they got beat by, uh, I think it was Best Academy, somebody like that. Uh, a, a really bad loss, a really bad loss. But other than that, I mean, Therrell, they were playing some some great teams. Just pulling it up, they played Miller Grove. They played, uh, I believe they played uh, Morgan County, who's number one. They played Tri-City. They lost to Tucker by five points, a 6A school. Lost to Heritage Conyers, uh, another uh, 6A school. Lost to them by uh, six points. So they've been playing like really big schools and very good schools. I just listed off Morgan County, Miller Grove, Tri-Cities, and uh, – uh, one more team over there. Tucker was ranked at one point throughout the season. They played four ranked teams that are in like some of the highest classifications, and they played them all very close. Outside of that, that Miller Grove game, we got beat by 28, but lost to Tri Cities 86-77. Lost to number one Morgan County 84-78. Farrell can play with the big boys, and out of those seven losses, you know, we just mentioned only one was to a two-A school. You look at all these other schools, we see Swainsboro getting, you know, their brains busted in by like a, a Glen Academy and teams, uh, teams like that that are okay. They're maybe fringed, you know, six A and top ten teams that just fell out of the rankings recently. But Thero's playing like the number one team in Class Three A. They're playing these Miller Grove. They're playing Tri. They're playing really good teams and really highly ranked teams, and they're playing them very competitive. So easily, Thero they they played a, a loaded schedule compared to everybody else in Two A where they've just they haven't played these teams and uh that's why Therrell's ranked with seven losses and I want to segue this into my public service announcement which uh we'll talk about in class 6A you want you want to give you want me to give it to you right now Ramin or do we want to wait till we talk about 6A I'll let you be the moderator you you take over what do you want right now I guess well let's split it up here let's uh we'll wait until we get to 6A that'll be the third topic on the ballot for the day but first class A private boy side a couple of Shakeups, I guess you can call them. Kyle, take it away. Yeah, Class A Private, more more 
craziness just when you thought, okay, we kind of got it all figured out. What I think we dropped four teams out of the rankings, and and this is, I mean, it all it all goes hand in hand again. I was having a, a somewhat of a debate privately, thank goodness, on DMs about North Cobb Christian. Oh, we're ten and five. We just got beat by uh, Christian there to just undefeated at number four now beat the 100 to 99 and quadruple overtime christian coman i tried to tell people that he's a pretty good player had 38 points 22 rebounds really hung it on uh north Cobb christian who's way down this year but north Cobb christian okay they're sitting there with five losses which is a, a good amount of losses which is a good amount of losses and say why why are we why are we dropping out of the rankings we lost in quadruple overtime to this team you know we we should be we should still be ranked they haven't earned the benefit of the doubt. This is not North Cobb Christian last year where you could say, well, they played a great national schedule and these guys are for real. You got five losses. I mean, this is you, – you, what have you done to prove that, okay, we can get by and oh, we could have a bad record and still get in here? I mean, North Cobb Christian most likely, they're going to get back in the rankings. We're going to see a ton more teams – shuffle in and out of the rankings we talk about the targets and teams not being able to hold their hold their water but there's no there's nothing proven right now saying well we're we're that good i know that i pass the eye test and we're that good that we can have a bad record and still get in there i'm sorry north club christian they don't pass the eye test i watched them play they're not they're not as good as last year they don't have uh demir brown to just roll the ball out and get 30 points game they're not as good as last year 10 and 5 they're gonna finish with i don't know 18 19 wins but who are they playing in that region? They're beating like Tryon. They're beating. I mean, they're not beating great teams. Mount Zion, Carrollton. I mean, it's it's just not as good as what it was last year. And that's not just a knock on North Club Christian as Class A private as a whole. It's been bad this year. It's not good. Wesleyan, who I you know I kept trying to string them along, and I felt like they're good sitting at five and six. They, I mean, they're they. I gave them the benefit of the doubt out of a lot of these teams for a while. They were playing good teams. That that benefit of the doubt. That's out the window now. They beat they beat Mount Vernon, uh, Presbyterian, who we got at number eight. So that was a good a good win for them. Beat them by three, but then they lost to Holy Innocence, who is another team who has six losses. So oh well, they're nine and six. What have they done? Well, they've just won five straight, and they beat Marietta, they beat Milton. Love it's not that great, but they beat Wesleyan, and they, and a lot of their losses, unlike North Cobb Christian. I mean, they played some pretty good teams but a lot of those losses for uh, holy innocence they played really good teams as well they played a uh, trinity christian school elca bashed them uh the second time they played them about 40 but before that they played them really close and they played in a lot of these big tournaments uh, north cobb christian did i mean north cobb by 13 by cartersville who cartersville scored 33 points against alatoona terrible ter- that's a bad loss even though cartersville's a good team if you're what you think you are when i when i say a team's good i'm not talking on okay we're good that we're better than you know 70 percent of the other teams the teams that aren't right i'm talking about good being good meaning we have a chance to win a state championship year good high school basketball you're not going to qualify them as bad but they're not they're not at this level you know just being able to take all these losses and it's a, it's one of these things. What have you done for me lately? Holy Innocence is trending in the right direction. They've won five games in a row, and that's why they're ranked right now. Uh, um, Wesleyan, we were talking about them. They have not played well, and they got beat down really badly by Woodward Academy, so I had to drop them out. Uh, the rest of Class A Private, you know, the top three has really separated themselves from the rest of the pack. St. Francis, ELCA, uh, Aquinas at number two. 
Uh, they have done what they needed to do. They separated themselves from the rest of the pack, which we kind of felt like, and then it's a massive drop-off of I beat you, you beat me, we beat each other, all that, and uh, that's what we saw. WD Muhammad drop out. Uh, who, who else dropped out here? Kingsridge Christian was ranked number four. Number four last week remained, and they get beat by Walker, 40-35, to 35, but we got Walker in there at number seven now, which is okay, good for Walker. But then they lost to Fellowship Christian, who's 50. They, they lost to them 50-48. to 48. That's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. And just, I, I you know, it's going to be back and forth all season long. There are only three teams that I feel confident about that are legit three title contenders and the rest of the teams it's really just going to come down to who's playing the best at the at the at the right time and that's why we saw a lot of people dropping out and a lot of new teams making an appearance in the poll this week so if you're a north cop christian don't don't be upset you're you know probably 85 percent sure you know chance you're going to be right back up there because everyone else is going to lose too no one's just going to run the table outside of that top three in the top 10 so there's going to be a lot more opportunities for these teams that just dropped out to get back into the top 10 so from all this kyle i surmise that you're trying to tell me something about the importance of strength of schedule and i'm going to let you catch your breath don't answer that yet we'll go up to 6a and i'll let you answer that after we talk about 6a so we're recording this on wednesday the 10th after uh, last night's games, that would be Tuesday, and a Landers Noli less Langston Hughes, who is currently, or as of Sunday, I should say, uh, the number one in 6A. They took a loss, but what is happening the rest of 6A, Kyle? Yes, yeah, so Langston Hughes, it's a, a very good win. Don't want to take any way, anything away from Alexander last night, but, I mean, the best player in the entire state of Georgia did not play because he's suspended because he got two uh, two technical fouls and was ejected against uh, Douglas County when he bumped into a referee. So Langston, he's, you got to, okay, put somewhat of an asterisk next to that one because that is, I mean, you're taking out 32 points per game from your lineup. That's a huge, that is a huge freaking deal. I don't care what you say. It's a huge deal. Um, so the rest of Class 6 say, you know, uh, we got Lanier popping up in there for the first time. I don't know how how long they're going to live in there at number ten because they are they're playing uh, Gainesville, uh, I believe tonight as we are recording on a Wednesday. They push that game back a day, uh, so we will see how that goes against Gainesville. They, they got their hands full. Um, I mean, if they play them within fifteen points, that would be a great showing for Lanier. I don't I. I can't foresee them beating Gainesville, but uh, if they play them uh, heads up, that's a great job. Brandon Mayweather has done a really nice job his first year on the job over there. Um, other than that, couple couple shuffling. I mean, the cool continues to drop. They're down two spots. Uh, Gainesville beat them. And uh, this is uh, all, all roads lead to Gainesville. We're going to jump right into it. Gainesville. They're nine and six. We talked about how they had that brutal start to the season. Three and six, playing a national schedule. Listen to that: a national schedule, and you're playing some of the best teams in Georgia to to go along with that national schedule. So they were three and six. Uh, they have won six straight. They're nine and six. They beat Warner Robins 94-81. That is big time, big time, super impressive. They blew out Dakula 96-74. Big time. Very, very impressive, all right? So, Gainesville, they jumped from number five to number two. And what have I been hearing from South Georgia, their favorite their favorite Cohen car, their favorite, you know, their favorite cry from down on the beach? 
South Georgia bias. They don't like it. And so tired of this. We're better. We're 15 and one. We're 16 and one now. Gainesville has six losses. Why? They have more losses. All you got to look at is the loss. The, the 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 loss call. And that is not true. I don't know what kind of world you're living in. You talk to me when Brunswick's playing Norcross, when they're playing Wesleyan Christian Academy, when they're playing Meadow Creek, when they're playing Duluth, when they're playing Cordova, when they're playing Ridgeway, when they're playing at Grayson. They're not playing these same teams. And just because Gainesville wanted to go out and challenge themselves, I can't help it if Brunswick or other teams that are complaining about not being uh, getting jumped by Gainesville – that's not my problem. Go out and schedule some better teams. Brunswick has done a nice job. They played some pretty nice teams, but still, they're all teams from in that area. And we saw what happened. They played someone from out of their area, Southwest Cab, who is not a state title contender in Class 5A, who is worse than Warner Robbins, who uh, we just said Gainesville smacked him by 13 points. What happened when they played Southwest Cab? In Savannah, mind you, Southwest Cab went down there. Southwest Cab wiped the floor with Brunswick, fifty-eight to forty-four. So that's your one loss. Okay, you have one loss, and that's a Southwest Cab team that's worse than that Warner Robins team. We forget, like, why, why are we forgetting? Gainesville, okay, they don't have a great record. They were phenomenal last year, right? They only lost like two games. Um, they they choked, which we can say they choked in the uh, I think it was the Elite Eight. They choked against Langston Hughes. They lost 72-69 to to the eventual state champions, Langston Hughes. And that was after they opened up the season with a 17-point win, blowing out Langston Hughes. So if we're going to talk about this and uh, Gainesville, they have more losses than us, so we're that means we're definitely better. Okay, if we just want to go and give a history lesson, I just told you they beat Langston Hughes by 17, then they lost by three. I think it was in overtime. They got eliminated. How did Brunswick do in the state championship game last year? How did they do against Langston Hughes in the championship game? They got blown out by 21 points. So last year's Gainesville team was better than Brunswick last year. And this year's Gainesville team is better than Brunswick again this year. So, And why are we complaining? Brunswick's number three in the state. You're ranked in the top ten. It's not like you're not ranked at all, but you're not in the atmosphere of Gainesville when Brunswick's tallest player is 6'2", and Gainesville's going 6'7", 6'7", 6'5", and these guys can actually play. Brunswick is a good team, okay? They're a good team. They're not better than Gainesville, especially right now. Now, if Lanier beats Gainesville, uh, then okay, that's that changes things. But even if you want to look at Brunswick, okay, they've won a lot of good games, but they've been down in the fourth quarter. You know how many times to coffee to you know rallying against like Bradwell Institute, rallied to beat uh, at Richmond Hill just the other night, fifty-eight to fifty-seven, when Richmond Hill blew a twelve-point lead and just crapped it down their leg again. Uh, Again, like Brunswick has been, give them credit for winning these games and coming coming from behind. But my goodness, Gainesville would not be in this position, and that's just the facts. I mean, it is what it is. Gainesville's played a national schedule. Talk to me when you play that same national schedule when you play Norcross, when you play these teams. Not playing Lake Mineola from Florida, and I mean, just it's it's not the same. Brunswick is a good team. But they are not Gainesville, and Gainesville with six straight wins after they got out of the the forest and the trees, and they had all these players suspended, and now they're back healthy and they're back, you know, at full strength, and they're actually playing teams in Georgia that they have to get through if they want to win a state championship. Gainesville's a team that has all the momentum right now, and Brunswick, even with that great record. It's not the same. Records are not created equally. There is something to be said about strength of schedule. And Brunswick, even though they played a, a nice schedule 
because they're playing some pretty decent teams down on the coast. It does not compare to a national schedule like Gainesville has played. So do not complain to me about Gainesville and South Georgia bias. Go out and play some teams in the national schedule if that's what you want to do. Because we've already seen I'm very, I'm very kind to teams that play uh, against other good teams. So if you have to schedule and get five early losses to make you better in the long run, so be it. But if you're just going to play, you know, whoever and whatever and run up a, a record, it's just not the same as Gainesville. And again, Brunswick is a good team, but they are not Gainesville. I think I think you got it all out, Kyle. Um, this is going to be a boys-heavy podcast, but quickly I want to jump over to the girls. It's something that happened, I guess, a week and a half ago, but we haven't got to touch on it as we missed the podcast last week. Um, Lovejoy topping Buford. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was over there at that that Big South Classic. Anaya Boyd, uh, she is back healthy. I was originally told she'd be out six to eight weeks. It was not six to eight weeks, and uh, Lovejoy. They are they are a force in Class Six A, but even with that being said, I know people want to you know knee jerk reactions. Oh, they beat them. They got to be number one now. That's not how it works. I mean, Harrison's still pretty freaking good, and they beat Sequoia, who's pretty good. That's ranked number five right now. They beat them sixty to fifty one. And Harrison, they've played a lot of really good teams, and they've challenged themselves. They played some of the, the top echelon teams. Uh, uh, they played Collins Hill and all these guys. So okay. Temper, temper everything. Lovejoy, they had a great game, Buford. Uh, that's a huge win to beat Buford. And then you still got to think about Winder Bear, who they always play Flowery Branch really close. They beat them 50-49. to 49. Uh, So there's, there's three teams above everyone else in 6A right now. Uh, Alpharetta, sadly for you, Ramin, beat Northey, who has been uh, a roller coaster ride this year. Uh, I think they miss Shannon Titus, just her quiet leadership and versatility out there. But uh, I think uh, Lovejoy, that was a, a phenomenal win, but you got to be careful. Harrison's really good. Winder Barrow's sitting there at number three, lurking in the dark right there. Uh, two other really good teams outside of Lovejoy. And so now we'll take it over to a topic I've been wanting to get to. It's been on our show sheet for the past couple weeks. We had podcasts get canceled and running out of time, so we never got to it. But now is as good a time as any to do it. And we're going to take a moment to evaluate where we are kind of in the middle of the season. I'd say this is roughly the middle of the season, give or take. Um, teams that's kind of come out of the all-star break of GHSA basketball Christmas break, if you want to call it. We're back into region play. But give me this season's biggest risers and biggest fallers. Oh, boy. Well, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I think – I don't know if risers would be uh, the proper way to put it. I would say surprisers. How about surprisers? Teams that have really surprised me, especially on that boys' side. Um, I, I, I got to say Etowah. In Class 7A, now they've been hovering around the bottom of the pole, bouncing from 9 to 10, 9 to 10. But um, Cherokee County, we we don't have good boys basketball traditionally. We we just don't. Very good girls basketball, but boys basketball, uh, it's been pretty bad, pretty bad for a decent decent amount of time now. It's been bad. But uh, Etowah, what they're I guess after their their latest when they crushed roswell the other night they're like 15 and one now and i'm gonna go see them play creekview uh this saturday at etowah and creekview they only have one loss right now as well 
Uh, I'm more of a believer in Etowah than Creekview. Etowah's been holding their opponents to something crazy like uh, uh, 40, uh, just under 45 points per game. Jackson Edder's been doing a, a, a good job. Who's starting to get Division One interest. So that's a that's a team that I would say has has really surprised me. I'm going to be honest. Brunswick, we just I want to say railed on them, but told you the cold hard facts. But Brunswick's a lot better than I thought they'd be uh, with the big guy leaving and a couple guards. But uh, Chris Turner is a really good coach, and they have found ways to win. Not not always pretty, hardly ever pretty, to be honest with you. They've won a lot of close games, but they have won games. And uh, then we have one loss, and that's that's very impressive. Uh, just trying to look, look throughout the rest of the rankings. There's been a lot of interesting teams shuffling around and Class 5A, you see Villarica still undefeated. Uh, Maynard Jackson has had a, a good season, which is that one loss. Um, other risers, um, that's, I mean, that. I mean, Elbert County, we mentioned them earlier over there in Class 2A. I'm not sure how, how far that's going to go. And then Christian Heritage as well, undefeated in Club. Those would be some of the uh, the surprise teams. And if you want to mention, Woodville Tompkins has been great. Manchester has been uh, surprisingly better than expected. Anzi Hardman's really turned that play around. Lanier County's really good this year. So those are some of the teams that uh, coming into the season, I didn't really foresee them doing what they're doing right now. So uh, I would say those are my surprisers, not necessarily risers, but uh, big-time surprisers. And so coming down, I'm getting closer and closer to the end of the season and the push for the playoffs, which region or which class more broadly is going to be the most exciting? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I always have a thing for Class A public, but at the end of the day, it it always seems to play out that Wilkinson County is going to have a say at the end of things. I think they've been hiding in the shadows this year, not – not as good as what they've been, especially with Clarence Jackson transferring out. Uh, but two way, I, I really like to grab it, gravitate my way to two way. Um, just with just with the the teams and how you know they look great one day and then they might not look as great the next day. Glen Hills is undefeated. They've been handling their business. Uh, they've had some close games against Laney. Uh, then you, you got to look at Thomasville, who has lit me down so many times in the past with Reggie Perry just not being a superstar enough to carry his team. Uh, they've been taking care of their business. Uh, they had a Tiff County game canceled, which would have been really interesting to see how they did against Tiff County, who was not Tiff County of last year, but still, uh, if they were able to beat Tiff County, that's a, a pretty nice win on a Class 2A resume. So, uh Thomasville, they're up to number two right now after sitting at number five. This is, I believe, the highest they've been ranked all season. I've always been hesitant to uh, put them up there, but uh, that's a team that's got a big guy that you really got to go through, and Titus Wright as well, another 6'9". Um, South Atlanta's always always dangerous with their guards and winners. Dublin, I really like Dublin with Jackson. Clarence is over there now, and Cam Paldo and Torian Holder, another team that has good guard play, but they just lost to Washington County. Uh, Swainsboro is really laying in the weeds. They've taken some shellackings this year against bigger schools, but still you don't want to get beat by 40 points by a, a fringe top 10 team in Class 6A. It's just that's not great. And then Banks County, who I was driving that bandwagon, uh, they really got derailed this past week. But if they put it all together, I think they're going to be hurt with the athleticism and overall depth of guard play and handling pressure maybe. 
But uh, if Banks County finds the right path in the uh, Class 2A bracket, I think they could go pretty deep as well. But I really do like Class 2A. It's really fun to watch those guys. 7A, 6A, 5A, you pretty much know about all those teams. But when you get to these smaller classifications, you find some gems and you find some hidden talent that you might not otherwise know about. All right, Kyle, I'm going to put you on the spot. I believe in our preseason podcast, you made some predictions, and now we're kind of halfway through. I'm going to make you update your predictions. Give me eventual state champions. We're going to start at the top, Class 7A. Mm. All right, eventual state champions. Um, I'm going with McEachern, even though I think it's going to be through hell and high water that they're going to have to get that done because we saw it last year. It's not easy. Tiff County beat three nationally ranked teams to get the job done, and they came out of nowhere. But on paper, uh, you have to pick McEachern. Um, 6A, boy, Gainesville on paper, I still think, is definitely the most talented team and the best team they should win. But with just there's always you never know every other week there could be something that pops up with the injury or some type of drama and that really scares me and for that reason i i have to go at langston hughes as long as landers and always on the floor uh and and 5a that got a little crazy with how well warner robbins played but i think they might be coming down to earth just a smidgen with that ups and lee loss really kind of you know, m- might have hurt the ego just a bit that they lost to those guys, and then they ran into a buzzsaw in game. So I think they're really going to be tough this year, and I do think they can beat Buford, but Buford has not lost since Alex Jones has been in the lineup this season. So those two early season losses, which made you kind of feel weird about Buford, uh, you can kind of put the rest now. Alex Jones is back at point guard, so I would have to still lean towards Buford in 4A. It's got to be Upsomely unless St. Pius hits about 12 threes on them. Um, and I, I, God, it's really difficult to see any other matchup in Class 4 other than St. Pius, Upsomely. Uh, but even if St. Pius can't get there, uh, I think Upsomely definitely has to be the, the team to pick in 4A. In Class 3A, Morgan County has been so good this year, and I'm going to keep riding Morgan County, even though I think those Savannah teams can give them some uh, some problems with just how quick and how fast and how crazy they play. And with Amonzi Nugamezi inside for Johnson Savannah, a 6'8 guy that could, when he's got his head screwed on tight and he's really bringing it, he can be very tough to stop. Uh, but I'm going with Morgan County. Anyway, uh, 2A, I think it's just going to be going to be crazy. I think I'm going with, uh, I don't know. I'm going with, Dub- with Dublin because I like Clarence Jackson can help out inside and do oh, some I things in Cameron Poldo. Yeah, I got them ranked number five right now. But I think if they – they play the right way. I mean, they had Swainsboro beat last year, I think, in the final four, close to it, and then they ended up losing a tight game. So uh, I don't think that's too far-fetched. It's still going all the way this year, uh, but it'll be tough. I think Glenn Hills will have a, have a lot to say about that, but I just really like Dublin in the guard play of Paldo. Class A private, uh, I got to go with – I got to go with St. – Francis just barely. I really like Juwan Odom. Chase Ellis rebounds exceptionally well for his size. Sam Hines has done a great job. They're all sophomores still, sophomore and a, a lot of freshmen and just a couple juniors sprinkled in. 
but I like Coach Catlett. I trust him on the sidelines, and he has has enough juice in the tank with uh, some good players to get the job done. They'll go at St. Francis, and then Class A Public. Uh, again, we will we will know so much more come Friday when number one plays number two, Central Tableton versus Manchester. I'm hearing that Manchester's pressure defense could give Central some trouble. Um, I just. I, 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 right now, which I, I don't feel great about, I would, I'm picking Central Talbotton just because I know they have two men, absolute men, and uh, Tane Smith and Zytavian Hill, and then Javaris Copeland helps out as well. Uh, outside of those guys, I, I think they need a couple more guards to maybe help handle the ball and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But uh, I just like those guys because I think those are some grown, grown men. And uh, when push comes to shove, it's a physical game. I think Central Talbotton will find a way to win. So what you're telling me, Kaz, we could have saved everyone a bunch of time and just except for two A gone with all the number ones. Is that what I did? Am I really? Oh that man, is, I'm the mess. I'm sorry about that. I'm no fun. I don't know. I feel like there, I mean, there's a lot of parity this year. There's a lot of parity this year. Now, will all those teams win? I I don't I don't think so. I mean, I feel I do feel good about the rankings, but especially two A could be a toss up. Class A private, you never know. Uh, you feel good about four A. Uh, Buford's going to be in that championship game one way or another. I think class 6A, maybe, you know, flip a coin between Lanks and Hughes, Gainesville, and maybe if Tri-Cities uh, pokes her head into that discussion or Douglas County gets hot. And then in, you know, 7A, Norcross and McEachern, two really good, really good front runners. Uh, I just think it's going to be hard for someone to beat McEachern since I really check the boxes with everything. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm going pretty much chalk for the most part. Alrighty, I guess before we wrap this one up, a quick hit. I believe you released your Peach State Stops of the Week. That's a mouthful. Um, earlier this week, possibly on Monday afternoon, any games that are jumping out at you for the Friday-Saturday nightcap? Oh, boy. Let's let's take a look. Friday-Saturday. Uh, I know I, I leave out some of the, the better games. Someone said, how do you forget Langston Hughes and Tri-Cities? You're 100% right. I that I just didn't see it on the schedule. And when I do this, it's not always the best game. I'm picking just some of the, okay, some of these quickest games that pop out to me, uh, interesting games. Uh, so with that being said, Friday and Saturday games, I already mentioned that I'm going to see Creekview and Etowah, which is not necessarily a, a statewide, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Hold our breath. The winner of this game is going to win state. It's not like that, but it's 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 good basketball in Cherokee County with two teams with good records, and it's going to be interesting to see how that one unfolds. Um, Manchester at Central Talbotton, we had that listed as well, one versus two. Uh, I think those are two slam dunk games. So if you're in South Georgia in the middle of a uh, middle of uh, what they call nowhere, or if you're in Cherokee County over here and you want to come catch a game with me over at Etowah and Town Lake. Uh, those are the two games I have previewed right now, and I'm sure there's a, a, a plethora more, but off the top of my head, those are the two games that I'm going to have my eye on the most. All righty, Kyle, I think that is about it for this week's podcast. We kept it under 40 minutes for you all, so hopefully a nice shorter one uh, next week. We should get a bit back more into the nitty-gritty of the rankings as weather permitting. I should have a full slate of region games and a bit more regularity on the schedule. But on behalf of Colin and myself, signing off. We'll see you next time.